You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is good, everybody? I'm Rob Stats Guerrera, and welcome to SB Nation's Sunday Late Night Wrap-Up, brought to you by DraftKings. This is the show where you will find out exactly what happened in every game that was played on Sunday. But before we do, we want to remind you that DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's start in Green Bay, where Ryan Radke of Westwood One took the words right out of my mouth. Rodgers under center, takes the snap, looks right, fires right, caught by Devontae Adams, touchdown Green Bay. A three-yard touchdown pass, Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams. The Packers lead 44-27, and Aaron Rodgers still owns the Bears. Again, that's Westwood One on the call. Aaron Rodgers threw four touchdown passes on the night, and Green Bay put the Bears away 45-30. to It wasn't as easy as that call might have made it sound. The Bears were actually winning this game 27-21 at halftime, but the Packers scored the first 24 points of the second half to pull away. Green Bay is now 23-5 against the Bears in games Rodgers has started, and Aaron has thrown 61 touchdown passes against them. That's one more than Brett Favre ever threw, and the most in NFL history. The win has the Packers at 10-3, and and they can move into the top seed in the conference if the Cardinals lose tonight on Monday Night Football. Let's go over to the AFC now, where the Browns built up a 24-3 lead in this game and knocked Lamar Jackson out of the game in the second quarter with an ankle injury, but still had to rely on a fourth down stop with a minute left in the game to secure a 24-22 win over the division rival Ravens. Miles Garrett questioned the team's sense of urgency on Friday and then delivered big time on Sunday with a scoop and score on a strip sack that gave him the franchise record with fifth on the season. After the game, Ravens head coach John Harbaugh said Lamar Jackson has a low ankle sprain. Lamar left the stadium in a boot and more will be known after an MRI on Monday. The Ravens still lead the AFC North at 8-5 while the Browns are tied for second at 7-6. In Cincinnati, the Bengals fumbled the ball four times on the day, including two muff punts, but still managed to tie the game after 14 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. The 49ers drove down the field at the end of regulation, but Robbie Gold missed a 47-yard kick to send the game into OT. And after the Bengals got a field goal on the opening possession, the Niners drove 75 yards down the field and had a chance to win it with a touchdown. Jimmy Garoppolo, first and 10, 12-yard line, going to roll to his left, throws, caught by Brandon Ayuk on the 10, 5, diving for the end zone! Where's they going to mark him? He's out of bounds. Stops like the, the clock on the 1- or 2-yard line. Here is Craig Rolstad. What do you got, Craig? After review, it is a touchdown. Touchdown! San Francisco! Ayuk, Ayuk, Ayuk is on fire! 
He don't need no water. Let him score. Greg Papa and Tim Ryan on the Niners radio flagship KMBR 680. IU gets it just over the goal line, and the Niners win in OT 26-23. Debo Samuel returned after missing last week with a groin injury. He did have a 27-yard touchdown run, but George Kittle was the story for the offense. 13 catches, 151 yards, and a touchdown. The win pushes the 49ers to 7-6 and six on the year and into the sixth seed in the NFC, while the Bengals miss a chance to gain ground on the Ravens and the Steelers and drop to 7-6. and six. In Tampa Bay, the champs looked like they were going to steamroll the Bills when they jumped out to a 24-3 halftime lead. However, Buffalo would outscore the Bucs 24-3 in the third and fourth quarters and actually tied the game up at 27 with just under 30 seconds to go. In overtime, the Bucks went for the dagger on third and three. Brady throws it back. Pot ball first out of the 50. Outside the numbers, 40. To the 30-yard line. To the 25. It's Perriman. Bashan Perriman. Touchdown Tampa Bay. Bucks win in overtime. Perriman. 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 Gene Deckerhoff on the Buccaneers Radio Network. Tampa gave us a scare, but in the end, they get it done. 33-27 in overtime. Tom Brady became the NFL's all-time leader in pass completions and is now 33-3 against the Bills in his career. They have won four straight games to improve to 10-3 this season, while the Bills are 3-5 over their last eight games and have lost two in a row for the first time this year. They fall to 7-6. and six. Josh Allen also entered the post-game press conference in a walking boot, so just keep your eye on that. In D.C., Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy guaranteed a win this week, and his team delivered largely thanks to their defense. Dallas notched four turnovers and had five sacks on the day, including a strip of Taylor Heineke late to seal the 27-20 win over the football team. Micah Parsons was a one-man wrecking crew in this one. He had two sacks and a forced fumble to become the first rookie since Javon Curse in 1999 to have at least one sack in six consecutive games. Parsons now has 12 on the year. The Cowboys came to play in this one. Lyle Collins was ejected late in the game for defending Dak Prescott from a late hit, and Cowboys owner Jerry Jones actually had custom heated benches sent to the stadium because he heard that the benches provided for the Seahawks two weeks ago kept going out. For Washington, the loss snaps their four-game winning streak and drops them down to the seventh seed in the NFC at 6-7. and seven. In Kansas City, For some reason, the Raiders felt really confident going into this one. They decided to stomp on the Chiefs' logo at midfield before the game. And then on the first play from scrimmage, this happened. Three safety nickel to start the game and running left. Balls out! Balls out! Jacob fumbles! Picked up by Kansas City! 10-5! Touchdown! Kansas City! That didn't take long. A scoop and score by the Kansas City Chiefs' defense. Seconds into the game. Mitch Holtis on 106.5 The Wolf and the Chiefs radio network. It was all downhill from there for the Raiders. Kansas City rolled to a 48-9 win. That's Scorigami. By the way, you may remember the Raiders team bus drove around the stadium after they beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead last year. Well, the Chiefs definitely remember that. This was heard over the stadium speakers after the game. The wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round. The Chiefs' offense has been spotty at times this year, but not against the Raiders. In two games against them this year, the Chiefs have scored on 14 of their 17 possessions, not counting kneel downs. And the win keeps Kansas City atop the AFC West at 9-4, while the Raiders drop to last place at 6-7. 
Speaking of that AFC West, the Chargers were hosting the Giants on Sunday, and this one went pretty much exactly how you thought it would. The Chargers jumped out to a 37-7 lead and cruised to an easy 37-21 victory over the Giants. Shout out Justin Herbert. Three touchdown passes on the day. He became the only player in the history of the NFL to throw at least 30 touchdown passes in his first two seasons. The win pushes L.A. to 8-5 and five on the year, which is second in a division and good for fifth in the AFC. The Giants, meanwhile, 4-9 and nine on the year, 10-19 and 19 under Joe Judge, and just 19-42 and 42 under GM Dave Gettleman. Yuck. Speaking of yuck, the Seahawks and the Texans played a game on Sunday. Houston put up a fight in the first half, but the Seahawks scored 17 unanswered points in the second and won 33-13. Rashad Penny and Tyler Lockett combined for 280 total yards and three touchdowns in this game, which helped Seattle win two straight for the first time all season. In New Jersey, the Jets were hosting the Saints and decided to be pretty gracious. They went with only field goals and yet another pathetic loss, this time falling 30-9. The Saints outscored the Jets 20-3 in the second half to end their five-game losing streak. Alvin Kamara returned from a four-game absence. That certainly helped. He ran for 120 yards on the ground and a touchdown. The 3-10 Jets have now been eliminated from playoff contention and have missed the postseason for 11 straight years. That is the longest active streak in the NFL. In Tennessee, the Titans took advantage of an opportunity to get right against Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence threw four picks, and the Titans shut out the hapless Jaguars 20-zip. Tennessee is now 9-4 on the year and tied for the best record in the AFC. The loss extends a bunch of streaks for the Jags. They have lost five straight overall, eight straight in Nashville, nine straight in the division, and 15 straight on the road. Nothing is going right. For the Jags, there was a report this week about Urban Meyer having confrontations with players and reportedly calling his assistant coaches losers. When he was asked about it after the game and fixing what's wrong with the team, Meyer said, quote, starting leaking some information or nonsense, that's garbage. If there is a source, then that source is unemployed. I mean, within seconds. With each passing week, it looks like Urban Meyer will also be unemployed. In Carolina, the Falcons continue to show up on the road, and the Panthers continue to be a dumpster fire. Atlanta used a pick six from their defense and Cordero Patterson on offense to edge the Panthers 29-21 and improve to 5-2 on the road this year. Unfortunately for them, they're winless at home, so they are only 6-7 on the season. Cam Newton has now lost his third straight start since being re-signed by the Panthers, and he was actually benched twice in this game for P.J. Walker. Regardless of who's at quarterback, though, Carolina stinks. They have lost eight of their last ten games and haven't won at home since September. Finally, in Denver, the Broncos are playing with heavy hearts after the death of former wide receiver Demarius Thomas this week. After a moment of silence and a video tribute, the Broncos took the field with just 10 men in honor of Thomas, and as the crowd chanted, DT, DT, the Broncos got a delay a game penalty, which the Lions, with class, declined. After that, they played a football game, and Denver kicked the tar out of Detroit. In the first quarter, the Broncos had 135 total yards, and the Lions had minus one. Needless to say, Denver rolled to a 38-10 win. They're 7-6 on the year, while Detroit is 1-11-1. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Late Night Wrap-Up, brought to you by DraftKings. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, what are you doing? Follow the SB Nation NFL show. Leave us a five-star rating and a review as well. If you're already following, that's great. But if you haven't left a review, help us out a little bit, okay? Enjoy your week, everybody. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. We'll talk tomorrow. <laughs>